to rugby and uh, I've got Stuart Cameron sitting beside me we'll come to him, him in a little minute but he caught up earlier today with Gary Alexander the Hoy Clendine president he started off by suggesting they'd had a good start to their season yeah we had a great win against Cumbernauld 20 points to 6 um, we probably didn't take as many chances as we could have in the first half we could have put the game to bed a bit quicker uh, but it was nice to get the win and get the season off on the right foot in this time well, let's get on to the major talking point at the moment. Uh, National League Three, you're in. And, of course, uh, being promoted this year into National League Three is a team called Orkney, who uh, are a wee way away, aren't they, up in the north of Scotland. And, of course, uh, that means a knock-on effect for all the clubs in National League Three, extra expenses. And uh, you're actually going to uh, take on the, the fixture and go up to Orkney, of course. But it's costing a lot of money. It is. It's a, it's a huge undertaking for a club such as ours because uh, we've got a small squad one of the issues is um, getting time off work for boys um, we're flying up on the Saturday up and down in one day we've chartered a plane um, I think we foresaw problems in players getting time off work and we'd certainly have been going up with a weekend side and may even have been struggling to get a side uh, which we certainly didn't want so we chartered a plane it does cut out accommodation costs it cuts out uh, bus travel up to the north of Scotland where you have to pay for two drivers so um, it's maybe not quite as extreme as it might sound at first uh, at first glance but it, it's certainly a huge cost for us it's in the region of £6,000 Which isn't easy to come by particularly for clubs that don't charge admission No, I mean we, we rely on a, a collection at games uh, raffles, uh, sort of general fundraising and we've got a dinner organised a pre-match lunch before uh, we play Helensbrough the week before we actually travel to Orkney and we're really pleased Jim Rennick has got to speak at that. So we'll certainly hope to, to raise quite a bit of money there. We're, we're organising one or two other events. Um, but it's difficult because at the end of the day that's simply to fund a, a fixture, to fulfil a fixture. Um, a lot of clubs do all these sort of things to, to get other things that are maybe nice to have or organise a tour. Um, that all that money has got to go straight on uh, paying for a plane. And my interview with John Davidson uh, only last week, we were talking about uh, how money is going out of rugby at a time when it needs to stay in rugby, purely for travel. Indeed. Um, I think we estimate overall our travel costs this season will be around £11,000. And I'm pretty sure that'll be more than uh, most, if not all, of the clubs in the Premier Leagues. Uh, which is uh, incredible. Well, you're doing it this year, but looking further into the future, I mean, if you're uh, staying with Orkney in National League 3 or or, or any club that, that's going to be staying for several years down the, the line, this is something that surely can't be sustained. I don't think so. I mean, the reality is if we stay in the same league and having to go again at this similar cost, it's something financially we simply can't sustain for a number of years, and I doubt other clubs can either. The, the level of uh, support financially for the SRU is, um, for us, a maximum of £1,800. We're not absolutely sure if that's what we'll receive. And it, it's not enough uh, for us if we're doing it year on year. We'll have to see what happens next season. Now, no one wants to pull out the fixtures. Of course they don't. But when it comes down to finances and if the money's not there, where's it going to come from? And what are the penalties if, if you are not able to fulfil a fixture? If we are in the same league we would have to seriously consider if we can go. Um, we've spoken about it at the club. I think the general feeling is financially uh, we wouldn't be able to go. However, the knock-on effect of that is if you don't fulfil a fixture, I believe you're docked to points, you have to replay uh, the fixture. If you don't go, then the, the next punishment is relegation. 
Um, so there's a lot of implications there, and it's uh, quite a serious one. Yeah, that was the, the thoughts there of Gary Alexander, even the Hoyt Glendine president who spoke with Stuart Cameron earlier. I've got Stuart Cameron sitting with me there. I mean, that's November is the this when they're due to, to head up there, but they're obviously they're to think about it at, at this stage. He finished off saying it's quite a serious one. It is quite a serious one. It's very serious indeed for all the clubs, not just Hoyt Glendine, but the others as well, because, uh, I mean, Orkney, fair play to them. Um, they've got themselves up into the National League, but, of course, the knock-on effect is <laughs> that means an awful lot of travelling, not just for Orkney. Of course, Orkney, you know, we're all full of, um, you know, admiration for what they do with the club and uh, uh, but they don't have so much of a financial problem as some of the others because they're well sponsored up there as far as I know and the SRU uh, are obviously looking after them as well and you know it's great to promote rugby in these far-flung areas of Scotland Mull as well as another team but uh, when it comes down to clubs and we mentioned it with Hoyk uh, Lindeen they don't charge admission at the gate they're a National League three side um, they basically blow an awful lot of money and they've got to actually go into fundraising campaigns to make sure that they can afford the trip and uh, you know it's at a time where and I was mentioning to John Davidson uh, the uh, the Scottish Rugby Union board member from Jed, from Jed Forest and uh, he was saying you know we've got to keep money in rugby uh, not you know spending uh, travel because it, it's a ludicrous situation Selkirk of course when they went up to Orkney spent six and a half thousand or something on uh, on a flight up there half the gate for the whole season that's not what should be happening and you know personally I think you know even though the SRU don't have money they have to find money to make sure these things don't happen because if half the clubs in National League 3 decide you know we just cannot afford it and they're all going to be relegated I mean you know what sort of message is that sending out? Absolutely yeah I mean it is a big problem I mean, you, there's lots of things that we, we could talk about I, I guess there'll be people that say well should the should clubs like Orton even be allowed into into the divisions but I mean you, you can't penalise people based on their geography you've got Shetland you've got Orkney um, you know lots of islands off the off the west coast as well who all play and enjoy the rugby and we can't penalise them yeah they, they deserve to be there and, and we, we need to promote rugby everywhere you know not just in the in in the central belt and, and the borders and Edinburgh and Glasgow and Caledonia you know we, we want people to play rugby everywhere and they shouldn't be penalised for success but you know this is a serious situation and I know the SRU have been heavy handed in the past um, for various issues and some of our local clubs have have uh, you know found the <laughs> found that the heavy hand does does work quite uh, effectively but I think you know the SRU need to address the situation pretty fast before it gets out of control Yeah I mean is there a feeling also that if Orkney were to, to jump up two or three or four divisions and well, you had bigger clubs making noises that maybe the SRU would have to sit up and, and pay more attention Well of course officially no but yes secretly I think everyone <laughs> agrees that uh, and, and it's a situation where I mean I suppose you know if, if these clubs can't um, afford it to go up there and play Orkney away from home then there's the four points which are awarded automatically to Orkney we could see them you know, being promoted without hardly playing any rugby which is uh, uh, a strange situation and of course the National League three clubs would say Great, good luck to you, and uh, good luck to the National League two teams. Will have the same problem that, they, that the, the the third division boys are having. Yeah, Hoyt Lindine pass on the problem to Hoyt YM the following <laughs> the following year. Yeah, I mean just quickly, we'll, we'll come back to you and do some fixtures later. I've got Colin Young on the on the phone from Berwick. We'll go to go to Colin in just a second. But I mean, have you personally got any any thoughts on what the solution could be? SRU aeroplane. Um, well, there we are. Um, I, I mean, I think the SRU. You know, we, we know that they're, they're they're strapped for cash. We know that. We, we know there's Scottish Hydro have pulled out of sponsoring the, uh, the the national and the Premiership leagues this year. So money is hard to come by. But for something like this, I think I think they've got to relax this view of you know um, saying, look, everyone's going to get relegated if you don't go up to Orkney effectively, um, because it's either either a choice of being relegated or um, or folding the club. 
you know, I mean, that's not the way forward. So something has to be done. I think, you know, no matter what the SRU do with their money, I think one of the things they have to look at is subsidising more of the National League three teams who are at least making the effort to go up to Orkney and and just kind of uh, soften the blow a bit. Right, don't move. But I say I've got Colin Young on the phone from Berwick. Good evening, Colin. Good evening, Bruce. How are you doing? Very well. Good very stuff, well. good stuff. Now, well, last week we're talking long trips up to Orkney, not quite as long, but you're through it, uh, through it, Stuart Ray, a long way to go, beaten by a point. Must be really disappointed with that. Yeah, it was very disappointing. Um, we threw away a 16.3 half time lead, and uh, they managed to score with about two minutes to play. Yeah, I mean, bonus point out of it, but uh, very little consolation. Happy with your own performance? I gather you got a couple of tries? Yeah, I'm very happy with my own performance. Um, a couple of tries to go with it, but as I say, it's it's a team effort as well. But I'd rather come home with five points rather than two tries for myself. Yep. And I gather you're, uh, you're scoring your tries from number eight now? Yes, a uh, new coach came in in the summer, Lawrence Patton, and uh, had a quiet word with us and asked us to move into number eight. So I... Uh, I took the challenge on board because we've got a good couple of young backs coming through the the ranks. So, yeah, really enjoying it. New challenge. That was that was to help the rest of the team rather than thinking you were getting a bit old to be playing in the centres. Well, that's what I'm thinking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Berwick have obviously, you don't need reminded, dropped, well, what, three divisions is it in, in recent years? Quite aside from the, the, the way that the, the first are, are playing, is the club still in, in good health? Lots of numbers, lots of kids. Oh, tremendous numbers. Um, well, during pre season, we averaged probably 25, 30 guys most Tuesdays and Thursdays. And uh, the Colts, is, they've got a tremendous squad. Speaking of the selectors last week, they were saying that this time last year, they went up to Selkirk with only 13 boys. First game of the season this week. This season they had twenty-five boys to select from. Fantastic, but you know, given those numbers, it's important for a, a club that, that can generate that much interest to be playing. You know, probably Premiership rugby, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we all know inside the club where we should be, but unfortunately, we're not where we want to be um, due to one thing and another. Just lack of belief, I think, more than anything in, in the players' heads. Um, they all know we're, we're more than capable of being up in the Premierships. So you, you feel that you, although you've you've dropped in recent seasons, you feel that you've got a squad now that's that's capable of of making that jump back up the way. Then, oh, definitely, yeah. Um, we recruited a couple of guys from Jed Forest this summer, being Paul Pringle and Roy McFarlane. They've brought in obviously a load of experience, and they're two good quality players. And we've got a few young guys now have come of age that's over the 21 mark, Barry Aaron. They are performing well. And as I say, it's just getting into their heads that they are good rugby players and to p- perform on a Saturday. Yep. And coaching setup same as last year? Any changes there? No, it's a full cabinet shuffle, as they kind of say. Um, <laughs> we're bringing um, Lawrence Patton, as I said before, who Lawrence moved into the area about five, six years ago and played his rugby at Berwick and then went up to Jed for a couple of seasons. And then he's came back to coach us with a guy called Charlie Evans as well. So... Um, we've got a whole new coaching structure and they've came in with a, a game plan that's quite enjoyable to play in. And the boys, is, once we've got adapted to it, the boys are enjoying the style of rugby that they want to put across and and play every Saturday. Now, this Saturday you've got Glasgow Ackies for so first home game, but I think they absolutely thumped Newton Stewart last weekend, so it's going to be quite a tough opener at home. Yeah, it is, but as I say, I don't really look at the week before, I look at the game tomorrow, so... You know they're coming down to us. It's our it's our home, 
as I say, we want to try and make it back to being Fortress Cremison, where people come down and take absolutely nothing away from it. Um, but I believe that Aki's is getting coached now from uh, John Beatty, so as I say, they'll probably recruit in the summer as well. Yeah, that's right. I noticed just today that John Beatty had uh, had gone there. But uh, yeah, well, best of luck tomorrow, Colin. And uh, hopefully the weather is like this and you get a lot of people out to, uh, to watch and uh, run away, take the points away with that one. Well, fingers crossed, yeah. Yes, good stuff. And another couple of tries from yourself would be good. Good. Right, thanks again for joining us, Colin. That's Colin Young from uh, from Berwick and say they play, well, Johnny Beatty's Glasgow Ackies tomorrow. But let's very quickly run through the rest of the fixtures. Stuart Cameron's still with me. Premier 1, uh, Selkirk, they entertain Watsonians and then Hoik against Melrose, the big game in Premier 1, Stuart. Let's start with Selkirk then, shall we? Um, because Watsonians and Selkirk at the moment haven't won a game, so it's all going to come down to this. This is an absolute must win. We keep hearing the words must win. This is the one that Selkirk have to uh, win to get, you know, some points on the board so nothing short of a win will be any good Melrose against uh, Hoyk at Mansfield Park well mm-hmm. you couldn't write a better one could you uh, Hoyk desperate for points Melrose unlucky not to win last week um, I just want to see a great match high scoring and uh, how about a, a high scoring draw Five, three points each Yeah. well Stuart McCulloch will be there Kenny Houston will be at Selkirk and I am out in Premier 2 Border Derby Peebles against Kelso Jed are on the road at Kirkcaldy in Gala they entertain Hillhead Jordan Hill thoughts on those ones quickly yeah, well, again, local derby, Peebles against Kelso. I was at the uh, the, the corresponding game last season. Um, both teams like to, to go in the faces, and Kelso, I think, uh, won last uh, last time. So uh, they'll be looking to, to add to their victory against Kirkcaldy. Jed Forrest on the road, very unlucky not to win against Gala. I think they'll bounce back. They seem to be um, not afraid to play away from home. They, they won the first game of the season against GHA. And uh, the other match, Gala at home, again, it's going to be a home win. And then National 1, Langham are on the road there at Embry University in National 2, Hoik YM entertain Aberdeenshire and Berwick as we just heard, they entertain Glasgow Ackies. Uh, National 3, Hoik Lindina are on the road at Camas Lang. The regional leagues kick off tomorrow, so Duns are at Murray House, Errolson are at Dalkeith and Hoik Quins, they take on Trinity Ackies. And then 2, Walkerburn are at Queen's Ferry, St Boswells are at RDVC and Gala YM, they're on the road as well. They're at Broughton, so that's it for rugby tonight. After the break it will be John Cleland and Touring Car Racing.